Welcome back to Edgework here on the Hammer Betting Network, a daily live NHL show Monday through Friday, 10.30 a.m. Eastern Time. So make sure to give us a subscribe here on the Edgework YouTube channel. If you want to comment in real time, you have to go over to the YouTube. Unfortunately, we won't see it on Twitter, but you will get notified here on the YouTube channel every time we go live. When more videos come out, like the one of Andy and I breaking down some of the futures markets, maybe the Jets to win the Central, Sabres to make the playoffs, Dolly Norris. There's different kind of videos like that coming out, as well as our new podcast with David Pagnotta, Dennis Bernstein, and Zach Bodenstein every Wednesday. So later today, there will be a new episode of that coming out, breaking down everything going on around the NHL. It's going to be one you're going to want to tune into, especially as we approach the trade deadline here, discussing guys who could be on the move, where they could be on the move to, and maybe allow you to get in some bets on some futures ahead of the market or ahead of some of the moves that may come out. But only two games here tonight, guys, so we'll dig into those and give our best bets, see what we've got here. But we'll start with the Vancouver Canucks heading to New York to take on the Rangers. This Vancouver team, 3-6-1 and one in their last 10, obviously going to be sellers here continuing down the deadline. I'm seeing graphics out there of potential trades for Quinn Hughes and how the Devils could acquire him, what might happen there. So it is going to be madness as we approach the trade deadline in terms of at least... Uh, theoretical trades unlikely how many of these will actually happen it's something that uh, the nhl gets restricted by every single year is just what could happen versus what does but this vancouver team on the road here tonight against the rangers they're 10 13 and 3 on the road this season whereas this rangers team has been pretty good yeah Andy? i don't know about you alex but like I think Zach's probably still on HF boards or, or whatever that shit is. You know, what kind of <laughs> trade proposals are you? Where are you seeing this? This Quinn Hughes to the New Jersey Devils talk. Where are you seeing this? Is it was this on a Canadian. YouTube? No, it was on a Canadian TV broadcast that you would be familiar with, Andy. RDS. No, it was. Oh. Uh, it was on Sportsnet. Oh, Sportsnet. Yeah. They were who was, proposing. Who was, who was uh, saying this? Who was proposing um, this? I believe it was the OHL reporter, uh, Sam. Oh, Constantino. Yeah, yeah. Pretty sure it was him. I think that's his. I I met him. He's a nice guy. Yeah, but I'm pretty sure he was proposing Nemich. (laughs) He was proposing like Nemich, a second round pick, and someone else uh, for Quinn Hughes. That was yeah. the devil's uh, proposal to to reunite all three Hughes brothers. In I mean, I will I will say this: the guy knows his his prospects. Yes, we, we had some we had some some pretty some pretty uh, deep conversations uh, going back the last. Hey, the I'll last give him that, so, but yeah. it was just uh, it was just a reminder of all the craziness that gets thrown out there ahead of the deadline. Who could be available for what? Uh, but in terms the sad of tonight's thing about team, the NHL is that like there's no precedent for it, right? Like there's no, no yeah like we have no reason to go into trade deadline like season expecting these wacky crazy trades right it's not like it's you know we can it's it's fun to dream up these things in other leagues especially the nba i guess but like the nhl i mean it's just not even it's not even on the the same the same level in terms of player movement and fantasy kind of team building and stuff like that it's it's sad i mean it would be it would be sweet if if there was more of that and and we could link up these guys that you want to see play together but yeah it is what it is 
Yeah, that's true. The league doesn't have a whole lot of mammoth trades. Like, when's the last time you saw like, even like a three-team or even a four-team trade happen in, in the NHL? It's been like years. So yeah, so yeah, it has certainly changed the landscape of of, de- of moves during the deadline. It's not like baseball or basketball, then, for sure. Yeah, I know it's a sick hat. I'm trying to, you know, just point out the fact that both the the Wild and the Stars have terrible logos and. <laughs> aesthetic you know not not really not really that that pleasing i guess they they have some all right threads but yeah nothing like the north stars baby i forgot (laughs) to i got just got out of the shower you know and i forgot to brush my teeth so (laughs) with the red bull the north stars hat and his bathrobe (laughs) well andy we'll start with you do you have anything for us here in this Rangers uh, Canucks game tonight, this this Rangers team is on uh, is hosting the Canucks. They are pretty good at home, or decent at home, about 514-9 and four. But they are coming off a two game win streak here, having beaten Vegas before the break and Calgary now five four immediately after the break uh, in that game with the uh, couple monster Jacob Truba hits. Yeah, that was a fun game. I mean, I don't know if it was like best regular season game ever, like people were saying, like uh, recency bias, I guess. But um, it was it was a really fun game between the, the Rangers and the the Flames. Uh, I obviously think the, the the this is somewhat of a layup for the Rangers today. Um, I have them priced in the minus two forty range, I, I, I believe. Um, Halak played the last game, so we're we're gonna almost certainly see Shesterkin today. Uh, guess there's a little bit of value out there in some spots on the Rangers. Um, not something I've played yet, but yeah, I, I mean, it's, uh, it, the, the Canucks, it's, it's hard to, to say what they're going to be in these next few weeks. And obviously we've got Thatcher Demko coming back probably soonish, but not likely this, this week, uh, or, or over these next two games, they play again, uh, on Thursday. So, um, yeah, I mean, you're, you're going to see a, a weak goaltender against a, a strong goaltender and uh, a Rangers team that's kind of been, you know, clicking and, and, and finding themselves a bit here. So I, I, I think New York is a, a, um, a, a pretty much, uh, sorry, a layup to, to kind of win tonight. But uh, it's it's funny that the, the Canucks are actually like the best offensive team in action tonight. So there's a, a you know, there's there's something there, right? Like, I mean... You look at guys like Kuzmenko, who I, I have been kind of um, has been on my radar now that he's on the top line with uh, with Pedersen as a as a goal scorer. He scored the first goal in the last game, but um, obviously you're playing against a goaltender like Shesterkin, so I'm not really super interested here. The one player prop that kind of stands out is uh, is Philip Hedl, uh over two and a half shots around even money or minus one hundred five, I think. But uh, once again, not something I played. Alex, is there anything for you in this game that you would look at or anything that might pique your interest at all? No, not much. I mean, this is uh, obviously a, a super high price to back the, the Rangers with, and, and it makes total sense to how Vancouver has been playing. But you look at, you know, previous series history, Vancouver has won five straight against the Rangers. And, you know, sometimes you see these weird spots. Obviously, we're talking about, you know, cross-conference teams and, and different locations, different lineups. And sometimes you just have where these trends just pop up because some team, for whatever reason, either they, you know, it's weird, a weird travel setup or they always kind of play that team in the middle of a, of a certain time or, or frame or something where you just have these trends go on regardless of who the players, the personnel are. 
so, you know, I get worried when I see some of those trends that, that kind of go long term. I could see the Rangers winning this game four to one, but I could also see, you know, Vancouver taking an overtime and getting the win. So uh, even with a short card, I don't want to force anything. I just pass this. All right. Andy, I'm going to ask you about this before we get to the next game. Last night, I had Colorado Moneyline. Uh, I saw you tweeting out about the Avalanche. Sent a message this morning, not overly impressed. Can you just take us through your thought process, your emotions as wow. you were watching that game unfold Man, last like, night? They dominated three quarters of that game and couldn't beat Casey DeSmith, right? Like, it's... it's uh, if if you play that game that way a uh, hundred times over, the Avalanche will win it away, right? Like it's just like um, they 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 should have had a, a multi goal lead, not a not a two goal lead. Uh, probably had a three or four goal lead at, at one point in that game, um, but just just couldn't get it done. The Smith played great, and uh, and the, the Penguins get that that deflection uh, in the in with what four minutes to go, I think, or five minutes to go in the, the minutes, third period yeah. and, and win it on this crazy play in overtime. So um, I'd like to see some, some data, something I've all, always kind of wanted to look into um, is win loss record. When we're talking about teams that have a high shot count, a high shot differential, uh, but only have a one goal lead throughout a game, right? Like we see this all the time where teams hold on, especially like you think of the, you think of games like this, you think of the Carolina Hurricanes winning one nothing for two and a half periods and out shooting a team by fifteen or twenty, uh, and and that team forces overtime and wins the game, right? So I mean, it just it just really really feels like that. It's one of those things. There's definitely some you know cognitive cognitive biases here, right? But I mean, uh, I think. Uh, I think that that happens a lot, and and I I feel like I'm on the the losing end of it when it does. So, um, you know, it's it's just one of those frustrating things as a hockey better that teams where where you watch your team kind of punch themselves out almost, right? Like they it's it's um, they they go all out trying to score goals, they don't score them, and eventually it just goes the other way, and and things shift. So. Yeah, and, and two things to that. One, you know, you mentioned about how you know you have these teams that all shoot uh, club by a two to one or sometimes even higher margin, and it kind of ties back to what I was just saying about seeing trends and patterns with certain teams and certain matchups. Carolina playing the New York Rangers for years and years, the Rangers dominated them. And if you look at the, I remember looking at some of the shot counts. Most of the time, it was Carolina out shooting them by a two to one margin, and then somehow still yeah, I lost so much money on on those games. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and, and it's just and it's just so it's just weird. So it kind of ties back into what I'm saying, where just yeah, you just have some teams that for whatever reason they get chances, but they aren't of, of a certain quality or or a caliber to where they can actually turn that into goals and, and, and win games. So you know that's why you know looking at some of those kind of Corsi and Fenwick numbers, you can't just take those as true gospel all the time as far as, you know, it's a, it had to be a part of your handicapping, not a, a just massive, you know, end-all, be-all. Well, this team can outshoot this other team. I'm going to bet on them. You can't re really roll with that. And the second thing I was going to say is it's really important to have, one, the ability to live bet, and, two, keeping up with Twitter during game nights because I didn't watch a single second of the abs and, and pens, but I saw everybody talking about the shot count early, and I went and bet Avalanche to score first goal, which didn't happen until, you know, what's the middle of the second period, but – uh, early in the second period, but in, in seeing that, I was able to kind of just hone in on that, just go straight to my app, bet that live, and and cash that ticket. So end up actually getting a win out of that game, where I know a lot of people were on Colorado. So using Twitter when you're when you're betting, you know, sometimes can really be helpful in moments like that. 
Yeah, I mean, I was just watching because I was following along with, I had, uh, yesterday we had the edge work uh, bets on that with the Colorado money line and McKinnon over shots on goal. So obviously the McKinnon over shots on goal ends up winning. And if you've been following along with the edge work group this year, especially on our bet stamp app, you see we're up 49 units so far. So almost 9% ROI on the season. So it's been a pretty good year for us, but we did have that Colorado one miss had that one myself and was just following along and like Alex said seeing all everybody talk about it on Twitter I'd watched the first little bit and then basically tuned out after that and then just followed along from there and it was uh, it was an interesting ride to see how everyone was responding to that one and that that lead lost by the Avalanche based on how they've been playing second second one game nothing. of the night here tonight <laughs> yeah yeah but just in terms of where they were at and what it kind of sh- probably should have been for them to close out that game uh, and Aaron Lappin here saying, uh, I had the Avs yesterday, only L on a six-teamer for $1,200. Definitely stings <clears throat> when they should have won that game. That's tough, yeah. Yeah, that is tough. Um, all right, second game of the night here. Andy repping both teams as best as he could in this one. Minnesota Wild heading to Dallas to take on the Stars. Minnesota right now is holding on to the third spot in the Central. They are tied with Colorado for points. They have the same games played as them. Uh, they're 5-4-1 and one in their last 10. They just lost to the Coyotes on Monday 3-2. to two. And this team, not the greatest on the road, 12-10-3, going up against the Dallas team who's holding on to first in the Central right now. Three points up on Winnipeg with the same games played. They're four, two, and four in their last ten, and they are fourteen, five, and six. Alex, I'll start with you. Is there anything you're seeing in this side with uh, with decent value, or anything that you would play in this Stars Wild game? Yeah, I laid the dollar forty with Dallas on the money line. I think this is a, a spot where they really need to kind of step up and, and bring their A game in a full sixty minute effort. You look at the last four games lost three of them and the win that they got uh, against uh, a horrible Anaheim team needed to go into to overtime to get that one. This is a uh, you know, team that's not in, in the best form. And they kind of remind me slightly in the same situationally, not, not team wise. I think they're a great team, but they situationally remind me of where Florida was the other night. Florida needed that big win against Tampa Bay and they, they poured it on got the seven win victory. I think Dallas is kind of in that same <clears> spot. Hey, you know, we're at the top of the, of the division. We're playing a division rival, a team that we've played very well against over the years. Uh, we need to, you know, come out and have a strong home effort, get things geared, you know, in the back, in the, you know, gearing in the right motion, starting off the second half of the season. And, and like I said, this is, a, I think, a big spot here. So laying a dollar forty, I think it's a decent price. I think Dallas takes care of business tonight. All right. Andy, anything for you in this one? Yeah, good luck. I just – I think the stars are just super mid right now. They're just, they're just, I don't know, man. They're just so close to being a, a mediocre team. Um, I know their, their underlying metrics are pretty good and, and whatnot and, and things are going, you know, well for them, I guess, but they're just not winning games uh, the way you'd like to see them win games. They're, they're, they're going to obviously have to rely on Ottinger, but, um, I just don't know. Like I keep hearing them as a Stanley cup bet and everything. And I guess with Jake Ottinger, yeah, like sure. But I, I don't, I don't see them as that team, but, um, but yeah, one thing that obviously stands out is, is Jason Robertson. I mean, it's kind of silly at this point that he's not like Pasternak, um, at least in, in some of these games specifically at home, 
uh, and and priced up at you know in the four and a half uh, range uh, for his shot prop because <clears throat> he's gone over uh, or he's registered at least four shots uh, in seventeen of twenty five home games, uh, thirty of fifty two games overall. So this guy is just a, a, a force on home ice, playing alongside Rupe Hints. Uh, kind of slowed down there playing with Sagan. I think Sagan was shooting the puck a little bit uh, on that top line there. But, you know, heading into the All-Star break when, when Hints was out. But um, he's obviously not – you shouldn't expect him to have as many shots or uh, be as likely to get as many shots uh, against as he did against a team like Anaheim. He had uh, seven shots on goal uh, on Monday. Um, but the Wild, he's he's played them pretty well. Four times in 2022, and and Robertson has at least five shots in in those games. 25 shots overall. He's got six goals uh, in his last four games versus the Wild. So um, he brings it versus divisional opponents. That's one thing I've kind of noticed stuck out last year. I mean, uh, it really doesn't matter who the the competition is. Um, this guy's shooting the puck a ton, uh, and especially when the Stars are on home ice right now. So. This has moved. It was plus 150. There's a huge... Okay, so th- here's another thing. I'm sorry I'm a little off this morning. This 8.30 a.m. shit is fucking <laughs> terrible for me most days. Uh, <laughs> I'm still in bed. Half of my... Like, I've been up for three hours working, but, like, my brain is is still in bed. It wants to be. Um, anyway, that's why I need the Red Bull. <laughs> so I should just chug it again. That that was good. That 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 actually helped that day except for the getting it in my eye part. But, um, <laughs> yeah, like, I mean, this 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 prop, like I said, Anaheim, they allow more shots than any other team in the league. But this prop was minus 120, closed at minus 160 on Monday against the Ducks, stars at home. Here they have the Wild in. Obviously, like I said, they don't allow as many shots as the, the Ducks, but, you know, they're not a, a great team by any means. Um, and this prop is opened at plus 115 over three and a half shots. It's obviously moved a lot now, but it's still even money at some uh, sports books and Caesars, uh, who you might end up in litigation against, uh, apparently, uh, is, uh, is plus 114. <laughs> no, I'm just joking. <laughs> it's a reference to something that's going on on Twitter right now. I'm sure most of you know. But, uh, yeah, so <laughs> it's... Uh, it's 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 crazy the adjustment that's been made here for a guy that's going over his shot prop all the time has done it you know the last four times against the wild uh and is just it's it it doesn't really make sense it just shows you that there's not a whole lot of work going into this stuff uh in in a lot of spots right so take advantage of it Yep, that's for sure. Well, that's like we were seeing some of the uh, some of the stuff the other day on some of the props that Todd was giving out uh, for shots on goal. Some of the discrepancies that you can find and things not being accurately priced and stuff. You can you can stand to make a lot of money off some of that stuff if yep. it's if it's there, especially by line shopping, which you can do on the Betstamp app, and you can also find us on there as Edgework HQ in the Find Better section, so you can track all the picks that we give out throughout the course of uh, a show and throughout the course of a week as well as over the season see how we're doing and follow along each night to see what bets are winning what bets are losing but uh not really handing out that many losers this year as we're up 49 units on the uh, on the season almost a nine percent roi so there you go our two picks for today so far we got the dallas stars money line jason robertson over three and a half shots on goal 
Is there anything else you guys will be looking for here tonight? As that kind of that's it. There's only the two. I got games, a parlay. So. Uh, if you guys want to hear it, no, I'm just. Joking. I want to hear it. I want to hear this. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just. I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, <laughs> no. So, so I don't know how many. Obviously, Alex, you're not in. You, you do the ESPN Plus thing. I'm. Ta- I take it. That's that's yeah. how you watch games. So yeah, I got. Yeah. I got my. I've talked about this before. I got. I have access to my my friend's uh, ESPN Plus. Uh, um, so I get to, to use that a bit, but what we have in Canada right now, man, I'm, I'm so pissed off. I'm like, and I think the NHL should be too. I don't know. Do you subscribe to what we have Sportsnet now? Uh, Zach, sorry. Uh, no. Yeah. I have the Sportsnet now. Yeah. Yeah. So one device at a time, right? Like it's, yeah. it's crazy, man. So like la- last night, the Oilers, obviously I live in, in, Alberta, and I can watch the Oilers on the sports, the local sports channel that I subscribe to. But if you know, I was if I had bet on an, another team and I wanted to watch the Avalanche and the Penguins, I can't watch both games on the three TVs that I have on the wall here. Like it's it's oh, so weird. ridiculous. Yeah, huh. I mean, if I'm and if I'm the NHL, they're talking about viewership being down, all that shit. Yeah. Um, like. And they want to grow the game. I'd be super pissed right now if, if 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 that was me, right? Like it's it's crazy that I have a I have a seven year old. He's gonna grow up. He's probably gonna be interested in the Oilers. Like you know, his friends are all probably gonna be Oilers fans. Yada yada yada. Right? He lives in Edmonton. If he wants to watch the Oilers, and they're not you know on Sportsnet on the TV, and he wants to use the app. And I'm watching hockey, like, too bad. You're not going to be able to watch hockey. So, like, how are you growing the game, right? Like, it's just yeah, silly. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's funny. Zach and I were actually talking about this off the off air uh, before we started about the TV, just stuff and how things are lined up. It's just it's insane. Here in the U.S., I mean, the, the regional network carrier, Bally, is going bankrupt. So 12 teams are in jeopardy of losing the networks that are showing their games here in the U.S. before the season ends. So it's like, you know, the, the league just doesn't know how to get out of its own way. I'm not, I'm not an expert and I don't know anything about the TV network stuff. But, mm-hmm. like, I remember reading something about how Bally was just like a – basically a name that they slapped on all, on yeah. all of these local um, local broadcasters, right? So they went mm-hmm. around and, 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 you know, slapped Bally Sports on – KTLLLV or whatever it was right. before. Right? Yeah, right, like right. They, mostly, they used to be used to mostly be like Fox Sports owned most of the regional networks about 15, 20 years ago. And then Comcast and NBC bought some of them up. And then now they just like flipped over to the Bally name, basically. And like I said, it's just, it's just a, a spot holder kind of name. So it's really yeah. weird what's going on with TV here in the States. I just... Yeah, I mean, as far as the out of market viewership and or out of market games that you can that you can subscribe to buy, like I don't understand why the NHL isn't just doing their own product like they did before. Yeah. Um, like I guess the the money thing they want to try to sell it to these companies and have them market it and stuff. I don't know, but it's just yeah. it's not like it, it's going downhill fast. Like I used to be able to watch four games at a time and if i had four tvs i could watch four different games on the nhl app and now you yeah. can't even watch two at the same time and it's i don't know it's uh everybody in a household should be able to watch their team 
yeah. uh, under a subscription to a sports network. Like, I mean, we're and, not, and... it's not a fucking bar here. We're not, I'm not running <laughs> an establishment. I don't have people coming in. Like, I don't have my friends coming over, hanging out in my kid's bedroom, watching their, you know, watching the Canadians or whatever. It's like, right. it's just silly. Yeah. Yeah. And if you, if you get rid of blackouts, everybody can watch all the games. More people watching games, viewership goes up. That's I'm not, not going to an Oilers game anyway. Like I could, like do you, I do not want to get off my ass and go downtown in minus thirty and you know leave my car in the parking lot for fucking five four hours, you know, and have it mm-hmm. freezing and have to walk there and then start it and like it just it sucks. It's not even a fun experience. Like the only good games to go to are are meaningful games and those are few and far between uh, and. I mean, if you want to go to those, it's a pretty penny, right? You're gonna yeah. you're gonna fork out a ton of money to go to a playoff game in Edmonton. So yeah. it's I mean, you, you might as well just wait and do that uh, rather than than waste it on this regular season. Uh, only that's yeah, totally. Jordan fucking yeah. loves me too well. He's mad. I'm mad because I can't go out and smoke cigarettes, uh, which is bullshit. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. And Connor Hartle mentioned here as well. We are the most. <laughs> the most oppressed group in the world. (laughs) 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 I park at Clareview and take the train, but it sucks for sure. Yeah, it sucks coming back, fucking getting held up with a shiv in the parking lot. (laughs) I used to go, uh, my my wife is from Clareview and uh, I used to take the train there when we were first dating when I was like 20 years old and yeah it was it was good good times for sure trying not to get beat up and mugged but yeah all right well I don't know what Clareview is like now (laughs) Andy did you want to lock in that Filipino uh shots on goal one there I forgot forgot it was uh over yeah let's lock let's lock it in all right. Sure. Oh, it's <laughs> so, okay. Even money, yeah. Yeah. All right. There you go. So there's the three plays for today. But we're gonna put a note that it was uh, who said that? Aaron. We got to put a note that we're tracking it for Aaron. He likes it a lot more than I do. I mentioned right. it, All but right. I mean, he 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 took the lead here. No, just so he is. <laughs> that's on Aaron's record. If we lose that one. All right. Well, so we'll do that. We'll add Aaron's name on there and uh, track yeah. him. And then tomorrow we'll bring that up. I'll remember to bring that up. But that'll do it for today's Edgework show. Jason Guys, Robertson. Guys, I might have dementia. I don't know. <laughs> well, yeah, maybe. I <laughs> just you said it, not me. <laughs> That's the end of today's show. Uh, Jason Robertson over three and a half shots on goal. Dallas Stars money line and Philip Heedle over two and a half shots on goal. Thanks to our guy. Aaron in the chat for that one so we'll give him uh, we'll give him the credit so based on that if especially if it loses that's on him it's like what I did to Andy on Monday when he gave out the shots on goal prop and I said if it's if it loses oh, you, gave that on one. you gave that one out I just figured <laughs> yeah. you needed some I just figured you needed some material right so it's like he does such yeah but I thought it was so interesting to, brought it up you know works so hard to host host the show and everything <laughs> and all that stuff yeah well, I appreciate you giving that one. It won. This geriatric <laughs> motherfucker right. right here. <laughs> right. 
All right. Thank you to everyone who tuned in here today. If you enjoyed the content, please make sure to like this stream and subscribe to the Edgework YouTube channel. Coming out later today will be a new podcast with David Pagnotta, Dennis Bernstein, and Zach Bodenstein, and live at 12 p.m. on the Forward Progress YouTube channel. Rob Pizzola will be live with about 15 different NFL guests coming on to each give their best play uh best prop there's no way bet. all of those are sharp there's no way he found that many sharp people <laughs> gotta be some idiots in there right it's all very intelligent nfl betters coming on to give out bets they will come on give out their bet get out and then the next person will come on to give their bets <laughs> so you can walk away with about 15 15 plus bets for the super bowl just out of today's show alone a lot of the guys that will people that will come on will move the market i know once hitman comes on once his prop is uh is released uh, it'll have some impact on what goes on so make sure to head I, over to that jordan yeah. said it not me <laughs> yeah joey kanish is on there he is on there so <laughs> <laughs> make sure to make sure to check that out forward progress today 12 p.m noon eastern time go check that out make sure to subscribe to that channel rob will be live there so i will be producing that one make sure to head over there after this show thank you to everyone for tuning in here today there's that there's gonna so there's gonna be at least one idiot there is what you're saying (laughs) (laughs) yeah 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 i guess what's the you know i gotta so like it's like, you know, how people with like Alzheimer's or whatever, they like sundown where like later in the day they start forgetting things. I'm yeah. like the opposite of that. As the show goes on, I'm like starting to wake up and the Red Bull's kicking in and I want to like take over here. Right. So it's bullshit. got to do this in reverse. It's like Benjamin Button. Like it's I don't know. The one thing I always know is when doing the show with Andy, and I don't care, it's not, it doesn't affect me. It's just I know as I'm going to close out, it's going to be like a five-minute closeout. <laughs> I love it, though. I love it. It's yeah, fun yeah. because I have no problem with it. I just, it's just something I know every time. I'm starting. I got about five minutes until we're actually done here. <laughs> but, yeah, I'll, I'll it's let, fun. I'll let you do it. What do you, what do you want to say? What do you, <laughs> thanks, Zach. <laughs> thanks, yeah. You do a great job. You do. You really, really do. Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate it. Andy, Alex, thank you guys. Appreciate the insights as always. Good luck on your bets tonight. Andy, I'll see you back on Friday. <laughs> Sunrise syndrome. <laughs> syndrome. <laughs> Sunrise. <laughs> Alex, enjoy the rest of your week. Good luck on your Super Bowl bets. And uh, for anyone who's looking for more Super Bowl bets, we'll see you guys at 12 o'clock on the Forward Progress YouTube channel. Thanks for tuning in today. Thank you.